Saturday night, and you know what that means, and the words of Elton John. It's Saturday night, Saturday nights are right for fighting. Oh, in this case, drawing, as we have my new buddy Paul here today to join us to talk about his comic, Fort Knox. How are you doing today, buddy? Not bad. I'm, Nick, it's a pleasure to be on your show. I mean, yes, you know, I dreamed about this for years, you know that. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I thank you for the restraining order. I'm glad it's over now, and I'm glad to be here. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. We always love adoring fans, no matter how crazy they can get, you know? No matter how many times we get or how many times we think we've seen you hiding behind that car, but we're not quite sure, you know? I can move fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we know. We have, we have the footage. So. <laughs> so I got to start by asking, how did you get into cartoon work? I've always wanted to be a cartoonist ever since I was a little kid. I mean, that was my dream uh, to be a comic strip cartoonist, which is really weird because, uh, you know, I, as far as I can remember, I remember first grade wanting to do this um, and just always coming with, up with comic strip ideas, even through high school, uh, getting published and then, then losing all my stuff. And then me getting my first paid gig in uh, at a weekly newspaper in, uh, in high school. And then from there, college and, and then syndication. Yeah. Nice. What newspaper was that, by the way? Oh, my God. The small newspaper? It's mm -hmm. like they lost out this town crier. It was, <laughs> I mean, it's still, uh, they still wrap fish with it. Um, wow. So yeah, it's still around. Mm -hmm. Now, you have a comic strip out now called Fort Knox. Yeah. How did this idea come to be? Well, it's 12 years. It's every day for 12 years. So it's been, uh, and then five years before then, developing. So I was I actually developed it with uh, with Amy Lago, uh, my editor, uh, now editor, and over twelve years. But she helped me develop it back and forth. So I would come up and sketch uh, weeks and weeks of comics, and she would give me feedback. And I developed the characters. I actually was gonna go a different direction. And then she talked me into just focusing on this idea about. She always it's always write what you know. And I was an army brat, so uh, I knew about the army from the army brat perspective. So. Fort Knox is about the Knox family, and uh, Wesley Knox is an asthmatic, which I was. I'm not anymore. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was kind of a cool combination of just going, hey, how do I – my brother was a – Donald Knox in the strip uh, carries a, a, a briefcase, um, and my brother used to carry one to school. Uh, he, uh, he still liked that. Um, he's kind of uh, – and he would also um, – he had a tendency for doing things like fixing your bike without telling you and saying that it would cost $20. But if you didn't pay him that he would just take off the parts that he just put on. He, uh, he really does stuff like that. So I put him in the strip too. So yeah. Yes. Kind of how Sometimes it, it even take off more, you know? Yeah. I noticed that uh, it wouldn't work as well when he uh, unfixed it. So um, yeah, you always end up paying him. It was mm -hmm. pretty horrible. I mean, great. Yeah. yeah. So tell us more about your characters. Tell us more. You know, you have your brother and sister incorporated. Yeah, I had, uh, well, my parents are in there and Joe and Jane. So they, I kept their names because it's like, got G.I. Joe, G.I. Jane, right? It's like, mm -hmm. but that's the real names. I can't even, I couldn't even make it up. So I put them in the strip. I can't say they were too excited about being in the strip. Um, 
some people commented online when it first came out that my mother's character wasn't so um, friendly. Uh, and uh, I've been working on making her more friendly over the last 12 years. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, when you take real people, I put my grandmother in there. Mm. I gave her the name of my other grandmother. So Pearl is the name of my Italian grandmother. Mm. And, uh, she's actually 103. So she's still wow. alive, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but the other one passed, but she was wacky, crazy, would do some anything. She would say anything, do anything. And that's why I put her in the strip. She's a perfect character. And then we've got, um, I've got Betty Wu as a love interest, which was based on, is based on my wife uh, 12 years ago. Kidding. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then just a few other characters. But that's, and then Kurt the Bully. Kurt the Bully is based on every single bully I've ever dealt with. Mm. And there were many. Um, mainly he's based on a character, not a character, a real bully named and I don't make this up. The guy's name was Mike Dick. I mean, it, it, you were born to be a bully with that last name, but mm -hmm. uh, he was in, uh, that was in Fort Knox. And uh, he was a horrible bully. So I drew from him and then every other bully. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you really just incorporate your characters based on real human beings. Like, obviously, exactly. you were doing, obviously, you change up some things. Like you said, you know, obviously, your mother's not, you know, like that. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, there's some, you know, there's some. Yeah. Like you said you had a great grandma. You had a grandmother who was a great person who. That's yeah. what you made the character based off of. That's what makes it easier, and that's <laughs> what we always fight when we're we're developing things. We don't. No one writes. You should always write what you know. So and and everybody's like, oh, I don't have. I just grew up in a normal. Everybody's got something. Everybody has some special things, some special angle to make it interesting, and that's what Amy saw, and that's what she. When we were talking about it, she goes, oh, no, you need to go down that route. And because of her, I was able to draw the and, and develop the strip. And then we launched in 2009. And now it's just uh, no sleep. And, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a balance between um, a full-time job and a three-year-old. So mm -hmm. there's not much left of uh, Paul John. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a busy life to me. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. So how do you come up with the humor for each strip? Well, I keep to a schedule. So I find that and that's another thing. Everybody's like, well, and that's the biggest, I, you know, when someone comes up here, it's like, what, what if you can't come up with anything this weekend? That's never really been, if you keep yourself on a routine, like every Saturday um, around three to four, five, I'll write a week. And I did it. I did it. So I'll write all, you know, I'll just write it down. And it's really rough, right? <laughs> and I just keep to a schedule. And every Saturday I'll do that. Every Sunday I'll set it up. Uh, and then um, during the weeknights I'll, uh, I'll draw. So I'll draw, I'll ink. So I'll set it. When I set up a comic, a lot of people mocked me back in, in 2009 because I was drawing and not using real ink. I was using a Wacom tablet. And uh, now everybody's using a Wacom tablet. No one, I mean, there's no way that time-wise... Um, you'd be crazy not to use it. So, I mean, what I do is I just, you know, during the week I'll, I'll write down on my phone uh, uh, different ideas of, of what a storyline could be. And the great thing about the characters, since I know them so well, and it's been 12 years, they bounce off of each other. So I know that, you know, Grandma Knox is crazy and she's going to, how she's going to react with Jane and how she's going to react with Joe. And that's something that Amy always said, always keep your characters in character. 
even for a punchline. Uh, and she she said, well, this character wouldn't, early on, it's like, this character wouldn't say this, even at the risk of, you know, oh, I really want this punchline. You, if you let the characters act naturally and react naturally to, to each other, you'll get you'll get the punchlines. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Now, I've noticed that in comics, they're either like just random comics, you know, like you've got the comics that do different things each strip, and then there's the comics that kind of like Charles Schultz, who does like a continuing story throughout the week, you know, like it's different yep. story every week, but like it kind of continues, like here's you know, read around on his bike with his mom the entire week, or here's like Snoopy going to you know, on an adventure with Woodstock to go like find his brother or something like that. You know, are you more of like the continuing story guy? Like, are you yeah. like, it's the only way to go, especially if you're doing it every single day mm-hmm. and you want to develop characters too. And it's really hard to develop characters if it's just, um, it works great for single panel. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, for example, we were talking about Dave Blazik. Um, you know, when you do something, a single panel, you know, you could develop. I mean, there's Bill Host who did the Lockhorns, right? And they had, they had that. But I think I like to, I like telling stories and seeing where they're going to go. Because when, when I start a, writing a story, I don't know where it's going to go. But it usually goes somewhere really strange. So um, I do like going, uh, the storylines for the week. And then we do one story. And it makes it easier, too, especially thank God for holidays. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Sundays standalone. Uh, the Sundays are always standing long. And I have gags in most of my strips. Panel to panel, I will change. I one thing I started doing, and I didn't do it when it, early on until maybe 2011 or 12, or maybe even later. I started changing. Joe has a T-shirt, an Army T-shirt. I always said Army. My dad always wore it. But now I have something. It changes each panel. So there's four different shirts, and it usually ties into the dialogue. And then there's stuff happening in the back. Paintings are changing. There's things uh, appearing. I like to do that. I just get, I get bored, so I just add it into the comics. Nice. Now, I always ask com- com- uh, people who draw comic strips on this show, how do you come up with, like, your humor? How do you come up with the jokes for this? I, it just, you just, what I do is, and it just did uh, about an hour ago, you just write a strip. And then you know it's, it's there's going to be a twist at the end. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's almost like a setup. You just you just the way I think of it is I go from I'll start th- with the story, and then you just have the characters talk to each other, and then you know naturally before you know the fourth panel there's going to be a quick. It's got to be quick, and um, it just it just happens. It's just the rhythm is a certain rhythm when you write that it just it, it happens in the fourth panel. If not, I'll hear from Amy <laughs> or Anne, and then we can rework it. I One thing I, I also did, and I recommend for cartoonists, is I created a font based on my my own handwriting uh, that allow my editors to edit on their end if they need to. So I have a Paul John font on my computer, and they have it too. So now they can go in there and change things. And it was something that I thought, again, it was crazy, but it's a great time saver. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us about that font. Like, what is it a mix of? Or like, it's just uh, a mix of my handwriting. I mm. just wrote it and I scanned it and I created it through. He was like Fontifer. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a font creation software. I wouldn't even know how to do it right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, it, I created the font in 
Now Amy's got it, Anne, who is also a, her co-editor, uh, has it. So if they need to make a change, they can make a change on their end. It just, wow. it just makes everything fast. As you can tell from my handwriting here, that sounds like something I'm interested in, you know? We can do it. We can do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely. I'll send you my, I'll send yeah. you my alphabet and we'll go for yeah, it. Yeah, we can do this. You can have the old, you, you can have the buddy font. I mean, yeah, buddy I, font like font. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Of money. I have, I, I have to tell you, I've made so much. Wow. <laughs> wow. So you mentioned your submission process, like how you, Send your stuff to an editor and whatnot. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, it's just a Dropbox. I mean, literally, um, uh, the way, you know, it's funny because I, I'll, what I do is I sketch it out, I scan it. Uh, so all of it's, it's kind of, so you guys can see, uh, you know, this is just, uh, this is how I rough sketch it, right? Mm -hmm. so you can see the rough. Uh, and it's probably horrible, but I mean, it's, this is what I do every, oh, this is what I do. You know, I'll just rough sketch everything. So people will say that, you know, if you draw on the computer, I am actually drawing. I'm actually, I, I draw everything. Everything that's drawn is just when you get the computer, you scan it in old time scanner, and then you ink it in Photoshop like everyone else. And, um, and then I, uh, I'll ink the strips. I get all of them ready then i add gray tones to them hmm. and uh yeah you gotta have gray tones it helps with our i've actually early early when i started i had to color everything the dailies but luckily i've got a, a, a colorist a guy named frank Mar mariani who's fantastic and he um he gets the gray tone ones and he adds color to them based on my color guides and uh, what i'll do is i'll upload i usually upload on wednesday nights uh of six dailies and then i'll upload on friday night uh a sunday nice yeah nice. So it's just, and is there like any like quota you have to meet or anything like that amy's cool i mean she's she wants us to be ahead i mean most cartoons aren't most cartoons tend to be you know it's just it's it would be easy just to take a day off i just never allowed myself to do that but i want yeah. dream of sleeping in one of these days but just this something I just want to. I just imagine this is. It's not even Hawaii. Like, I just want to sleep, just a full day. That would be. But funny. I know that. I know that. Per, uh, I know the day you're going to do that is the day your kids yeah. going to come pounding on your door or something. You know. Yeah, no, no, no. three year old. He he keeps me. No, he's always. It, it's it's weird. It's like uh, it's like Guantanamo. I, I imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, just when I think it's over, he's there. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, it's no, no rest for the wicked. Um, mm -hmm. The day he goes off to college, you can finally just, I'm just going to close my eyes for five minutes. I'll be dead when he's in college. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, um, yeah, we'll see if I can survive that long, but yeah, it's, it is, it's constant. It's like, it's a, that's the thing I don't think I realized when I was, uh, a younger is, uh, this, I think Burke Breath had talked about the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. on a hamster wheel and, he, and amy was actually his editor too when he was at the washington post um so berkeley breath of genius i i think the guy's a he, mm -hmm. he saw my packet i think amy shared my packet before i got launched so it was uh that meant a lot but uh mm -hmm. i think the hamster wheel uh knowing that you would produce every single day um it, it, i don't think most people understand it and that's why most cartoonists when they get syndicated 
um, most don't do it for more than a couple of years. You know, most, you know, most are gone after three or four years. So 12 years is not why I, I thought 10 year, a 10 year contract was a long time, but now they're going on the 12th year. It's gone. It's, nice. it's yeah, it's pretty okay. Congrats on the 12th year. Yeah, 13 years. You can't quit on the 13th year. So yep. I'm, I'm definitely you gotta keep going. You got to keep going until I'd say at least at least aim for 25 or something. You know, at least I got to get a new Wacom tablet. I've got the, like I said, I've got the uh, original one. I'm scared to move off of my old one. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, Dave, now Dave Blazing, did he, I think he works on one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works on a Wacom. So most, most people have transferred over. I mean, like I said, a couple, you know, a couple years in, people were mocking me because of it, but we've all had to figure out because a lot of us have day jobs. Mm-hmm. We have to find that crazy balance. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Now you mentioned your editor, Amy. Yes. What's about her? Oh, she's a genius. She's, uh, I mean, her history of having, uh, she was Charles Schultz's editor, his last editor. I mean, he was, she was featured in uh, a PBS special about Charles Schultz. Um, she is uh, truly a good, uh, an amazing person. Uh, she's a legend within the industry. Uh, I just everybody. I mean, I'm in awe of her. She's a a good person though too. Like I mean, that on top of providing some of the best advice for cartoonists and and truly a, a friend of cartoonists. Um, I knew her years before I got syndicated, and she actually helped me outside of a contract develop this. So I mean she's she really understands how how cartoons get developed she understands how characters are developed um just she's a godsend a mm-hmm. true godsend uh without her i would would have never been syndicated any anyone would have been crazy to syndicate what what the comic strip looked like in the beginning uh the characters were just really eerie yeah I, i'm glad they developed you know when you see the first year of a comic strip Mm-hmm. And the noses and everything is just all kind of, it's rough. You know, even Garfield in the beginning, before he hired 75 people, um, it was uh, it was just really rough. And I think that, you know, once you see, she she has the foresight to, to, to understand that they're gonna, where they're going to go and where they're going to develop and how they're going to get cleaned up and the humor. And she's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I owe her everything. How did you meet her, by the way? Just met her at the Rubens uh, over the years, and you know, and also I met her through. Uh, ever since I graduated from college, when I graduated from college, I would go. I went for um, trying to get syndicated. So I, you know, I she'd see my submission packets, and I had one called King Zach, and I had a, all these other ones that I would send in, and then I would get comments from her, but helpful comments. You get the rejection slip, and then she would handwrite comments on the side, and. Um, just got to know her through that. And then uh, then I got to meet her in person when I, I lived in South Carolina for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I came to California and then, um, when was it? It was 1998. I went met, the, met her for the first time in 1998. Um, and I got to sit with, I met Dale Messick, the, the Brenda Starr creator. And uh, she had she invited me to be her special guest, and she was being honored that year, so I could sit at the main table with her uh, because I, I think her she would want to send me out with her granddaughter, but um, I'm not going to say it out loud. Uh, so the wife might hear, but yeah, it would, didn't go as well as we thought. But I got to meet her, and I got to meet. That was a year that I met Charles Schultz again after meeting him in high school. So it was just 
yeah, just get to know these people. You know, John Glenn, and there's there are other key people in the industry that you just at these Rubin Awards when they were held in person before this pandemic, you really got to know them and got to talk to them and other cartoonists too. We we all pretty much know each other, whether it's you know Jeff Keene who does Family uh, Circus or you know Stefan Pastis, Pearls Before Swine. I mean, he lives nearby, and one year from the Rubens, it, we sat next to each other on a plane, and I, you know, I, he worked for Charles Schultz, too. Um, he worked for Jeannie as, you know, he's a lawyer, so he worked for her, and I, I mean, he's, he's a super great guy. All these people, all of us are just a small group, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. You keep mentioning Charles Schultz. He was one of my heroes. You know, I grew up with yeah. him. And just yes. What was it like meeting him? It, I was, I was, I didn't know what to say to him. It was funny because it was, um, I was, uh, I was so nervous when I met him, and that was back in, I think it was, it was, thirty years ago when I when I met him, or, or in the nineties, and and I didn't, you know, he drew me a Woodstock, and I was like, oh my god, I, this is Charles Schultz, and after that, I, I saw Mort Walker who uh, told me he had to go get his car and didn't have time for an autograph. So um, Charles Schultz became my favorite. (laughs) 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 Although Mort Walker, you know, he and I, I, before he passed away at the last Rubens, I remember helping him down the stairs where he was lost and I forget where it was. It was a Washington, I think it was a DC Rubens. And uh, I was just helping him down the stairs. And then again, you think about it, it's like the guy who created Bill Bailey, here I am walking down the stairs with him and just mm. it's weird it's strange mm-hmm. and very cool mm-hmm. so now where can for those who aren't familiar with your cartoon by chance where can they find it more like where can they find your it's in a bunch of newspapers so it's uh mm-hmm. simply through um it's in the washington post um but it's also in a bunch of other newspapers online i think you, you know is it archimax archimax is an online uh, newspaper locations. It is a whole list of newspapers that are back east. So it it, it was lucky enough to get into um, a group of papers. So I don't even I don't know the, the full list of newspapers it's in, but it's definitely online. I have I also feature it on Facebook. But if you um, definitely in the Washington Post, it's always mm-hmm. in the Washington Post. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Archimax and there's uh, a few other sites. If you look for Fort Knox comic, it, it should come up. Nice. Nice. Do you yourself have a website for Fort Knox comic or anything like that? Only thing I do is I, I only do Facebook just because of my time. There's, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a Washington Post site, too. They have it on the Washington Post writers group site. So uh, it's it's featured there. Um, but, you know, Go Comics did something very strange. They pushed out a lot of comics, including my own, off of that site. So that was that was too bad. For, um, I had about uh, 12,000 followers on that site. So it was, uh, I don't know why they did that, but uh, I'm not bitter anymore. After <laughs> months of therapy, I'm okay. <laughs> Your last session was last night, so you're good. Yeah, it's just like, anyway, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just breathing to a yep. bad. Yep. Alrighty. Now, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Uh, it means I could borrow money from them. Right? Can I, you know, and, uh, and if I'm bleeding, they would 
they would call someone paramedics maybe not in the pandemic but they would help probably put pressure on the bleeding I hope. Mm -hmm. that's a true buddy i think mm -hmm. always there, no matter what yeah yeah no matter what they wouldn't you know they wouldn't let go if you were hanging off a roof like i'm looking at right now i hope that would be a good buddy mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. now if we're all our buddies out there, we call them, you know, we don't call them guests or viewers. And we don't call, we also call you a buddy. Um, yeah, you're a buddy. You're an official buddy. You're a buddy. This means a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, I have very few buddies after this, uh, this pandemic, but this is good. Yeah, you got a buddy right here. So thank you, buddy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So for all our buddies out there, if you could have all of our buddies donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Oh, I think you. For the mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what you have, I mean, I, my, you know, Leo is the most important thing in my life. So, I mean, and I can imagine other people with their children. Yeah. I, anything for kids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Okay. Which is, you ready for this? I'm not ready now. Mm -hmm. But go for it. What is your advice to anybody who wants to become a cartoonist? You should look into other professions. <laughs> we get that a lot. Uh, you gotta, okay, if you're gonna be a cartoonist, you just, I would say, yeah, I mean, I'd say, I think it's good to read as much as possible. Re you know, reading and, and just keep your ears open for everything. And it's not just about drawing, it's, it's mostly about writing. So you wanna really write, 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 because, you know, you guys know the best writing can save the worst drawn strips. I'm not talking about my own. And I'm not talking about my writing, but I'm saying that, uh, but it beats drawing any time. I, I think that focus on writing and write what you know. That's what I say. Write what you know and you'll succeed. Nice. Now, I think, you know how we have to end the show? Do you think you could give us a little demonstration of your work? Sure. I can try to, uh, you mean yeah. just draw one of, the, yeah. one of the characters? Yeah. You see in the back, I have uh, fans mm -hmm. uh, make stuffed animals of my uh, of my of Wesley. Mm -hmm. So we've got this. I don't know how I'm going to draw <laughs> this way. But mm -hmm. I always draw, you know, because I was a, I love Jim Davis. Yeah. I, I always do the two big eyes. Um, I draw, oh, that looks obscene. One second. Mm -hmm. um, I normally don't draw like this, but um, yeah. I always start with the eyes. Go with the nose. Go with the mouth. This is I. I, I draw better than this. Please don't. Yeah, don't. no, don't worry. Don't we don't judge here. I, I'm judging myself right now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean Wesley always has a hood. Mm -hmm. And he's always, especially around girls, he's a little nervous, and I think I am too still. Damn it. So uh, this is just wow. a yeah, just a quick headshot of Wesley. But I mean, like I said, I was a, a child of uh, Garfield, so I always do the big eyes, the big mm -hmm. eyes, and then nose and mouth and hood, and that is that's uh, that's what. Wow, that was so, awesome. Well, it could have been better, but thank yeah. you, Nick. You're yeah. your true buddy. By saying that, this proves what a buddy you are. Better than what I could have done. I'll give you that. Better ah, than what I could have done. You're a good guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I like how you explain the details. Like you 
explain the big eyes or you explain he's always nervous so he's always got that look on his face like he's always got that you know or like he always wears a hoodie you know always yeah always a hoodie for safety mm-hmm. like i have a hoodie right now for <laughs> hey i got this blue jacket for protection and the hat and the fedora so and mace mace is good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like um i remember there was a peanut i remember there was a peanuts uh cartoon that like they were playing football in the rain and you got Marcy and Peppermint Patty over here explaining like the play they're going to run. And yeah. uh, Marcy's of course like, how am I going to see anything with my glasses fogged up? And then Charlie Brown's kind of like leaning in and going, I think it's a trick play. What do you think we should do defensively? And Snoopy's just holding the umbrella going, anyone who tries to get past me gets whacked with the umbrella. Exactly. Genius. It was exactly. genius. And, and then my favorite is the 60s and 70s of Peanut. Mm-hmm. I love that era. It's just yeah. amazing. So yes. Hey. Well, thank you, buddy, for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Buddy. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. Okay, you got it. But for all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy Paul. Find him in Fort Knox Comics. And do me one favor today, buddy. Go be someone's buddy. Please be a buddy. Yes. We'll catch you next time here on your favorite podcast, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats Now don't feel like it could make it, buddy Here on Buddy Cats